That's right, the Sketcho Show podcast. This is a special edition of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. On, on the podcast, returning for the second time, but under sad circumstances. But to give us a perspective from his side and from what he sees, we're going to be uh, talking to my man Eric Sklar uh, of KFI right here at iHeartMedia in Los Angeles. He is associate producer of The John and Ken Show. Proud Jewish American man. Yes. Eric Sklar, I know there's. you've been very outspoken about the, the war in Israel, between Israel and Hamas. My first question off the top, man, and it's good to have you back on the podcast. Like Thank I you. said, it's it's un, under unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. I would have had you back anyway at some point, <laughs> but I know how outspoken you are on Instagram. I've seen how outspoken you are about the war and all your stories. I, I watch all of them. And you know you're you're a friend of mine. I consider you a close friend of mine. Yeah. Man. Even though we don't see each other that much, and we you know we don't hang out all the time or anything, I just know that you're just a real dude, and I I respect you, and I respect you know your your perspective on things, and I'd like to get your perspective on on this whole situation happening in Israel. Yeah. Now my first question is, do you have any Palestinian friends, and has it drifted you apart because of this? Because I know Hamas and Palestinians are separate they're separate not yeah. everybody is on is in bed with the whole hamas israel I, thing right I'd i mean say, i'd say a good amount of palestinian mm -hmm. civilians in gaza mm -hmm. disagree with hamas right me personally mm -hmm. um i don't have specifically any palestinian friends mm -hmm. but i have friends that are non-jewish from the arab world mm -hmm. different countries um all of that stuff so yeah, I mean it's it's been a very, very crazy, hectic um, last. Uh, what is it? Today's October thirty first. Yeah, this is being recorded the, on Halloween. The the war started October seventh. Yep. Ten so seven. That's what twenty four days at least. Yeah, twenty four days and still counting. Yeah. And um, by the time this airs, it'll probably be like, uh, you know, in a week or so from, yeah. from today's date. Um, but I still want I want to get this out as a special edition. That's why I started the podcast without the normal intro, yeah. the walk up. We're just going right into this because it's a serious and sensitive subject. And I don't want to overstep my boundaries by even just talking out of pocket because I don't know anything. You're going to say something. Go well, ahead. I, was, I honestly was just going to say thank you for giving me this opportunity and when you reached out to me it did mean a lot because there has been a lot of silence yeah. from the non-jewish community and i have had certain people in my life that um i've seen posting stuff that i just vehemently disagree with because i believe this while this issue of israel palestine and the land and all of that is a complex issue mm. this current war this current conflict the way it started there's nothing controversial about it there was it was brutal it was inhumane it was animalistic it was barbaric it was yeah. sneak attack yeah and i mean yeah. so to to have this opportunity to talk about it and yeah and, man I, I just, I appreciate that. No, I know. When you hit me back, you were like, if that's something you're really interested in talking about, and I, like I said, it's it's a sensitive subject, yeah. and I'm no one, I don't know anything. I know what, I, what I've what i read, 
what I've seen online and what I've seen on, on CNN. Now, I don't know how much of it is true with these media outlets anymore. A lot of it, but I feel like CNN is doing their best to try to cover what's happening. But then, you know, a lot of false reports come out, the hospital, the whole whoop de yeah. thing, you know, um, but what, what, you have anything to say on that? Well, the, the, the hospital thing was, was a big, big issue, but I just, I want to start because I, I mentioned how this, this current conflict, it, the way it started, it's, there's no real gray area in terms of mm-hmm. trying to contextualize what happened. Right. Hamas, the terrorist organization that runs the Gaza Strip, they took over in 2007. Israel left the Gaza Strip. They forcibly removed all of the Jews that were living in the Gaza Strip and gave the Gaza Strip to the Palestinians. Mm -hmm. So when there's talks about occupation of the Gaza Strip and all of that, Israel does not occupy the Gaza Strip. Mm. The Gaza Strip has its own government, and unfortunately that government was overthrown violently in a coup by Hamas in 2007, and Hamas has not held an election since. So they just they just took it for themselves, essentially. Yeah, yeah. and they have been running their terrorist operations out of the Gaza Strip. What is Hamas exactly? It's a terrorist organization. What does it mean? I, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's a terrorist organization that is funded by Iran. Is it equivalent to uh, Al-Qaeda? Oh, yeah. ISIS it's, and all it's, that? It's, I mean, this attack, right. this attack puts them at a level, uh, I would say, even above Al-Qaeda and ISIS. Damn. I mean, they came in on October 7th into Israel. They broke the security fence yeah. uh, that basically separates Gaza and Israel. There's a security fence there f- because of the terrorist operations that happen in it, in Gaza because of Hamas. And they came in to the neighboring towns in Israel. They're called kibbutzes, kibbutzim. Right, I heard They're that. Um, communities right. where groups of people live and they... They work on the land, and it at least back in the day when Israel was first forming, it, it was an agricultural farming communities that would all work on the land and live off off of the agriculture that they would grow there and have um, livestock, all of that type of stuff. And now people live in these communities all together in modern times, all of that. So Hamas comes in and they attack these neighboring communities that border Gaza and Israel, and over 1,400 Israelis were murdered, raped, beaten, some decapitated. And why? Can I ask why? What is? I know that the history between Palestine and Israel goes way back, correct? So in Hamas's charter, their mm. founding charter from 1987. Do me a favor. Try not to hit that table. Because <laughs> I'm going to compress no, it. I know, yeah, 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 I know. It's all good. I'll cut it I out. just... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, it's, it's force of habit. Yeah. yeah, but you can still do, do yeah. hand movements. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Hamas's, Hamas's founding charter mm-hmm. from 1987 mm-hmm. explicitly says multiple times throughout it, one of their entire goals and beliefs is to exterminate the Jewish population, wipe Israel off the face of the earth, they have a, a phrase from the river to the sea. And I've heard that. They mean from the Jordan River, which is on the east border mm-hmm. of Israel, 
which borders Jordan, to the sea, which is the Mediterranean Sea, which is on the west coast of Israel mm -hmm. and Gaza, that they basically from the river to the sea, all of that will be Palestine. Israel will not exist. Israel Jews will not be let allowed to live there. All of that. Jews are not allowed to live in most of the Arab world. Up until very recently, um, there have been some countries that have normalized relations with Israel. You can start traveling to Israel or tra traveling to those countries from Israel. Mm -hmm. When I went to Israel in 2015, I did not get a stamp on my passport. Mm -hmm. I got a specific little ID visa card, basically, because they don't want to stamp American passports so I can travel to countries that wouldn't allow me to go to them if I had a stamp from Israel on their, on my passport. Wow. So, yeah. Um, but Israel, on October 7th, they were attacked by Hamas. And, I mean, there was a music festival. Yeah. My, my fraternity brother, his wife, his cousin, or her cousin, excuse me, my fr my fraternity brother's wife's cousin was at this festival and was killed. So you knew somebody there. I didn't personally know right. him, but it's, but it's like a right. degree of separation Absolutely. away. Absolutely. Um, so you felt that. You felt that. Yeah. Like I mean, I have hand. I have family in Israel. Yeah. Right now. And how are they doing? What's going on with your fam out there? Current currently they're safe. Um, I have family that lives twenty minutes south of Tel Aviv, and then I have family that lives in the north in Haifa, which is a port city, one of the bigger cities in Israel. Um, but so they're, they're currently safe. Um, my cousin near Tel Aviv, she has uh, a husband and a two year old daughter. They have been subject to rocket fire. Um, they've had to go into a shelter. They were on the playground uh, a few days ago, a rocket from Hamas that was shot from Gaza landed a few meters behind their apartment building in an open sand area. Luckily it was an open sand right. area and there was nobody that was hurt. Right. Um, but my cousin and her uh, daughter were on the playground when it happened and they had to run inside to the yeah, shelter. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. So, it's just incoming rockets and shit. Yeah. So this music festival that um, my friend's cousin was at, there were 260 people that were killed at this music festival. Some of them American? Uh, all nationalities. Wow. There, I believe currently there are over 40 different countries that either have had citizens killed or taken hostage by Hamas. Mm -hmm. um, they're currently right now, um, I think, 229 yeah. people that are held hostage right now released, by Hamas. And they released like four or something? They released, I believe they released three, and then the IDF rescued one. I see. So, out. Yeah. Right. So, and there's been some stuff in the in the media where they said that Hamas released it. No, the IDF went in because the IDF, the Israel, the Israel Defense Force, the, the Israel military, Israel's military, mm -hmm. and I'll get to a second why it's called the Israel Defense Force. Um, they went in to Gaza now as the next phase of their operation, and they went in and saved uh, this female soldier who was taken hostage by um, Hamas. They released a few elderly hostages and. Mm -hmm. I mean, elderly hostages. Yeah. They took... Elderly. They took Holocaust survivors hostage. Wow. 
they, so they're reliving that literally like, to a certain degree, right? October 7th, when about 1,400 Israelis and Jews were killed, was the single most Jews killed in one day since the Holocaust. That's why Jewish people around the world are being so vocal about never again is now. Ever since I was little, ever since I can remember being taught about the Holocaust, Mm -hmm. I was told never again, never again, never again. We can never let this happen again. And then yet it did on on and it's, seven and it's been happening right it hasn't well look let me just uh say this as far as uh when you were mentioned about you said tel aviv just a, a mm-hmm. little while ago and it reminded me of um quentin tarantino mm-hmm. he lives in israel now mm-hmm. in near tel aviv or in tel aviv he, I, i'm guessing probably in tel aviv i'm right. not sure exactly where he lives but he i said that tel aviv is somewhat like la but smaller in a way tel aviv and la are they they look alike it is a perfect comparison right is is, and israel itself in terms of climate Mm -hmm. and like the type of weather that it has Mm -hmm. it's california to a t right you and it's so small Mm -hmm. and i mean california is much bigger than israel you can fit i think like over 200 israels into california wow um yeah israel's like the size of new jersey right um and tel aviv is is like a smaller tel aviv is like the like not the it's not the capital city mm. but it's like the major city in right. um in Israel but you can you can ski in Israel wow and be at the beach by sunset like LA just like California oh, wow. yeah i just didn't even like, know it snowed out there yeah in the mountains in the north wow yeah that's interesting yeah um but he's still out there and he went and rallied the troops yeah i was i was going to say you, he did, did you I, read about that yeah i saw i saw some video with him yeah. uh with some troops uh, from the IDF, and I was going to say, I mentioned uh, they're called the Israeli Defense Forces. Right. When Israel was founded in 1948, mm. the entire Arab world launched a war on Israel because they didn't want it to exist. Right. Israel was literally created after the Holocaust because the Jews needed a place to go. Yeah. Nobody wanted them. America wouldn't let them in. The UK wouldn't let them in. The Arab world definitely wasn't going to let them in. And the British, once World War II ended, they had this territory of land, the British mandate of Palestine, and they said, here, Jews, this is your land, because that was the land that in the Bible, going back to biblical days of David and Goliath, Mm -hmm. King David, Mm -hmm. he was the king of Judea, that's where Israel is. And so that's kind of abbreviated version of the i see the land issue but there were people living here that had been kicked out of all the arab countries that called themselves palestinians at the time and then that's how in 1948 the arab world launched an attack on israel and israel's military they didn't they didn't they had to defend themselves right so they call themselves the israeli defense forces they don't they're not like an army they they have the army the navy they have different branches but overall it's not like the american military where it's the israeli defense forces right right because IDF. every single war that israel has been they have never started they've always had to defend themselves yeah it's always people picking on them 
yeah to some to some level that requires a response yeah and with the now the history like you just explained a little bit of of the land and whatnot yeah but it, is it just just because in 1948 they got the land right and that it was now their home yeah. land right it, and suddenly the Palestinians didn't want them or the Arabs didn't. Why Why did the conflict start? Because it was given well, the, to them, the, right? Yeah. I mean, the, it, it, the land was given to the Jews, right. but the Arabs didn't like that. I see. Because and since the, then, it's just been like that. Yeah. It's just like they just hate each other. Yeah. I mean, there have been peace treaties that have been signed between different countries with Israel and all of that throughout the years. But the overwhelming majority basically don't want Israel to exist even to this day. Is it similar to what the the Nazis were doing? Bingo. To the Jews? It's exactly what it is. And the the scariest part about all of that is the Nazis didn't start with the gas chambers. They didn't they didn't just they didn't just magically no, it evolved appear. into that. It uh, it, it evolved right. into that with the propaganda right. and the media and all all of the rhetoric that has been spewed and is now coming to the forefront again in in current times damn man you're schooling me on a lot here eric sklar i appreciate you taking I'm, the time I, to, to dummy it down for me because it's it's a little confusing as a bystander from the outside i'm mexican american i have a lot of jewish friends i have some palestinian friends djs yeah um and go ahead well i and i just i want to say go ahead i distinctly want to make it clear i and making a clear differentiation between Hamas and the innocent Palestinians. Correct. Because I, I, I know that there are a lot of innocent Palestinians that disagree with what Hamas is doing. The way I know that is not just through testimonies and, and people that I've talked to and, and friends that have talked to people in their lives and all of that, but there's a lot of talk about Israel being an apartheid state. And can you explain that a little bit? Well, yeah, and an apartheid state is basically where one group of people doesn't have any sort of rights. They don't they can't own any sort of property, can't hold a job, can't vote, can't participate in local government, th things like that. Wow. That's not the case for Arab Israelis and Palestinians in Israel. Mm. They have their own political party. They hold positions in the Israeli government. They can have jobs. They can vote. They Israel, call shots. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. They, they can have their say in what goes on in the government. Arab Israelis can vote. Oh, yeah. Israel, there are elect, like free elections. Israel is the only democracy in the Middle East. Really? It is the only democracy. Like ours? Le yes wow. they they have a congress yet they have a they vote for a prime minister they vote for a president women have rights lgbtq have rights that isn't how it is in gaza uh, hamas they changed all that or well, they never allowed they it ju they just never allow it wow. do they, they don't cover their women like they, they do. do they do they do interesting oh, wow i didn't know that do they drive women I Gaza. I I don't know. For I I I can't speak on right. on that. I I don't know. I just know that right. uh, Saudi Arabia changed all of that. Yeah, yeah. But um, Palestinians that live in Gaza can apply for work permits mm -hmm. to work in Israel. Mm -hmm. the, there's there's a security fence in 
on on the border of Gaza and Israel, and I believe I, I believe the number is like some five hundred thousand Palestinians can cross over and work each day and provide for their family in Gaza and work Israeli jobs. And the sad part is some of those same people that got those work permits were found among the dead terrorists in the communities that bordered Gaza and were killed by the IDF because they were terrorists. Whoa. They found their like work IDs on their person. So what does that mean? What does that result to? They clearly falsely applied for these permits to gain access to Israel, to learn the land, learn the layout, and wow. start okay, I planning the... They were like uh, moles. Yeah, essentially. Wow, like spies. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this, Eric Sklar. The president, right? Is it the president or prime minister, uh, Net Netanyahu? Yeah. Um, I was just going to say he's the prime minister. Oh, and then prime minister, yeah. He, there's a president of Israel, but the prime minister uh, is... The Prime Minister of Israel is essentially like our president. I see. In the United yeah. States. And so that's the, Netanyahu? Yeah. So okay. the Prime Minister is the one who has the, the power. The yeah. president is under the Prime Minister of Israel. So there's yeah, there's yeah. always confusion because yeah. there is two in Israel. Yeah. So I, I wanted to make that. No, clear. that thank you for clearing that up. Um, I saw Netanyahu on the news saying that uh, if Israel uh, surrender or if Israel does a ceasefire, that's essentially surrendering. Yes. To, to Hamas. Right? Yes. So yes. that's not going to happen. No. I also want to make this point. Go ahead. We, we just had a mass shooting here in the United States in Maine. 18 people were killed. When that was announced and the authorities announced what happened, nobody questioned it. Everybody took the authorities for their word. Nobody was asking for pictures of dead bodies. That's or, right, because I didn't see any pictures posted of any bodies being carried out or anything. No, no. And you won't. Right. Israel, during this entire conflict, mm -hmm. has had to defend themselves to the world. Right. And prove. And prove what Hamas did when Hamas literally videotaped on GoPros their attack on October 7th. And... The reason we know that they filmed on GoPros is because the IDF found these GoPros and has released the footage of what happened. Israel has had to post pictures of decapitated, burnt babies, infants, toddlers, to prove to the world that these atrocities happened. Can you talk about what you said about the pregnant lady? I mean, yeah, and this, 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 is, this is rough to hear, but it's true. The founder and president of the Israeli first responders, Eli Beer, mm -hmm. the, the Israeli first responders unit is called United Hatzalah. Mm -hmm. He spoke this weekend at the Republican Jewish Coalition here in the United States because he has had to go on a media tour, essentially, to show the world what he has seen and what his first responders have seen with their own eyes. Mm -hmm. He saw a woman who was four months pregnant. Her stomach was cut open. The fetus was taken out of her body. The fetus was stabbed. And then they shot her and shot her kids. They found a baby in an oven. The oven was turned on. And did you say the baby was decapitated in that oven? No. Or no, not that this, one. This one wasn't. This is separate. But, I mean... 
It's still just as bad. They put a baby in an oven. Yeah, bro. The Nazis put Jews in gas chambers and crematoriums. The Nazis and when the Holocaust happened, we didn't have social media back then. Right. We're now in 2023 and Israel has had to post these images and videos on social media and, and given them to the actual media to show the world to prove that this has actually happened and it's mind-boggling to me that there's doubters yeah right that they've had to do that right so i mean it's just it's so fucking horrific bro it's got to stop man especially the babies thing bro come on man you know what i mean and that's and that goes back to what i was saying at the beginning where you can't put any context to this current war this isn't a the, traditional war. Ham- Hamas does not play by the rules. Every time that I've talked about the Israeli Defense Forces, I've talked about how they try and mitigate and lessen civilian casualties and they, they don't take civilian casualties lightly. Right. A lot of the Hamas casualties are all civilian. In war, you're supposed to, to play by rules. Right. The soldier on soldier. Women, rules of engagement. Yeah, rules of engagement. Women... Innocent children, elderly, off limits. Off limits. Bro. In war, gang life, street life, yeah. all of that. Even gangs, maybe outside of the cartel, respect that. Yeah. yeah. Hamas doesn't respect that. No. And and you you asked me uh, if if I agree with a ceasefire. Right. How do you how do you let somebody who has committed these types of atrocities take a pause to replenish and replan and re-strategize on what they can do next in their plan to try and wipe the Jews off the face of the earth. Mm. How do you let that happen? That's what a ceasefire would do. Right. So one more question I wanted to ask you is, uh, do you think the U S is going to get involved? Like the U.S. will not get involved until Iran gets involved. Uh, if Iran actually attacks Israel themselves, because right now it has just been Iran attacking Israel through proxies, aka Hamas, Hezbollah, the other terrorist organizations in the Middle East. Right. If Iran and Israeli and U.S. intelligence can prove that Iran actually physically got their hands involved. Mm. Yeah, the U.S. is going to get involved. The U.S. has already sent troops to the Middle East. They have a few destroyers, uh, Navy destroyers in the Mediterranean Sea, Mm -hmm. in the Strait of Gibraltar, in that area. So it's like they are trying. I mean, I I would guess the U.S. does not want to get involved. Right. But they they, have to. they're, They're preparing as if they are going to get involved. You remember how I said in 2005, mm-hmm. Israel left Gaza and gave it to the Palestinians yeah. to form their own government and all of that. And then Hamas took over in 2007 in a violent coup. Yep. Since 2007, there have been 15 ceasefires between Hamas and Israel. Damn. Guess who's broken every single one of them? They have. Hamas. Why, w- why, should, w- why should there be a ceasefire now yeah. when 1,400 Israelis right. were beheaded not not all 1400 right. but some of them some of them beheaded yeah. raped murdered beaten kidnapped tied up with electrical cords tied up with rope 
tortured, families having to watch their kids be murdered, children having to watch ha- watch their parents be murdered. If, and I'll just pose this question to anybody listening. If Hamas had taken one of your family members, how would you want Israel to respond? It's well said, man. I saw that post you posted or reposted of that dude asking that lady on the street about the Palestine, yeah. you know, all yeah. that. And then he asks, uh, what do you think? What would you do if you were Israel? Yeah. She just stayed there quiet. She stayed silent. Another thing along those similar lines, mm-hmm. Golda Meir, she's, the prime, she's a former prime minister of Israel. Okay. The only female prime minister of Israel. We haven't even had a female president here in the United States. And she's she the first was, and only. She was prime minister back in like the 70s. Wow. Is she like the first, other than the queen of England and all that, I'm not, she's like the first female leader of a country? Probably one of. Or at least the one of the first, right? Yeah, at least in the modern world, for wow. sure. Wow. Yeah, so Golda Meir had a quote back in, back in the day when Israel was dealing with another war with the Arab world, because mm-hmm. Israel has been at war with the Arab world essentially since 1948. Damn. My, gr- my grandpa fought in Israel's war for independence in 1948. <sighs> Golda Meir has a quote. She said, if the Arabs were to put down their guns and stop fighting, there would be peace. If Israel were to put down their guns and stop defending themselves, Israel would no longer exist. Mm. They have to keep fighting. It's almost like they, they have no choice at this it point. It is in Hamas's charter right. that they want to exterminate the Jews. Around the world or just there? No, around the world. Why, though? Why? What's, what's, and what is it that it's going to accomplish? Sketch. Go ahead. I wish I, I wish, right. I wish I knew. They indoctrinate their children in school to hate Jews. This seems almost have, worth, worse than Nazi shit. I'm not saying that Nazis get the 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 lesser of two evils. It's just it seems like no, it's on par with that. Right. When we when kids here do a school play, mm. they do the Nutcracker. They do Annie. They oh. do whatever play you can think of. In Gaza, in Hamas-run schools, which are all the schools in Gaza because Hamas runs everything in Gaza. Their school plays are hunting Jews and killing Jews. They dress their kids up in army fatigues and the flags of Hamas and toy guns, and they have plays about killing Jews. They start it from a young age, and they don't stop. Hitler had the Hitler youth. Right. I don't know if he was putting on plays, though. (laughs) He might have been. Right. But that's what we're dealing with that's the level of hate that these people have in their heart for people like me it, it just begs the question for me as a human being and just a dude don't you have anything better to do you would think right i mean don't you have you know things, the leaders the leaders of hamas mm-hmm. are worth billions of dollars billions of dollars how how are they worth that much money they take the money that is supposed to go to the innocent civilians of gaza the right. innocent palestinians mm-hmm. and they take it for themselves and they pocket it yes Jesus. they get funding from iran they get funding from the un they get funding from numerous humanitarian causes throughout the world and they take that money 
and they pocket it. And, and they don't even live in Gaza. And nobody's there to mitigate that, to check that. No. They let it go unchecked. They, these leaders of Hamas live in places like Qatar, Saudi Arabia. They haven't even set foot in Gaza in years. Dubai and shit like that. Yeah. Hamas. So there's been a lot of talk in the war about Israel supplying water, food, and uh, electricity, and all of that type of stuff to Gaza. And Israel has cut it off. Right. I, I saw that. That's accurate. And CNN reported that. So it's partially accurate. Okay. Israel does not supply 100% of food, water, electricity, and all of that right. to Gaza. They supply portions of it, and they've cut off those portions, yes. And that I'm, affects them to a, a substantial yes, degree. Yes. Right. But like I've said this entire conversation, mm -hmm. Hamas runs Gaza. Mm -hmm. They are the ones who are in charge of the food, the water, the electricity, all of that type of stuff. They are the ones that are truly in charge of that. They reroute all of that for themselves. They have a tunnel network under Gaza that is fully electrified, full water. They run goods, ammunition, explosives. I mean, it's a spider web of tunnels all throughout Gaza to different points all throughout the entire like like area that mm -hmm. Gaza takes up in Israel mm -hmm. they dig up water pipes and turn them into rockets whoa oh yeah i did read about that that's yeah. accurate as well yes they Jeez. they dig up the water pipes that they're supposed to be running for the innocent people of Gaza and they take those water pipes and turn them into rockets and then blame Israel for turning off the 10% of the water that Israel supplies. I see. So they're just, uh, it's like they're scapegoating. Yes. They're doing some shit, saying that they're the victim, but really they're the perpetrator. Right. Wow. Hamas, like I said, those tunnels, they run everywhere. Right. They shoot rockets within, like, within meters of schools, mosques, civilian residential areas, hospitals, the main headquarters essentially for Gaza, for, for Hamas, excuse me, mm -hmm. is under the biggest hospital in Gaza, is under Shifa Hospital. And Israel uh, earlier this week and over the weekend had released um, information about how they know that this is true. Mm -hmm. And so it, the you see a lot in the media about how there are innocent civilian deaths in Gaza, and they're terrible. No, I can tell you for a fact. Go ahead. Every single Jew that I know personally, and from everything that I've seen from the people that are posting and vocal about it, nobody wants an innocent Palestinian civilian death. No pro-Israel rally, pro-Jew rally is chanting for the death of Palestinians. Right. Gaza uses, or Hamas uses the innocent people of Gaza as human shields. Israel will do everything possible to try and mitigate and not have civilian deaths happen. They will literally, in, if they are on the ground in Gaza, they will knock door to door. 
They will send text messages. They will send social media blasts. They will send uh, leaflets. They will drop leaflets right. from an airplane. Right. They will um, get on a loud horn to s basically give people time to evacuate the area that Israel is about to operate in because they know there are terrorists in that area and they want to get the innocent civilians out. But these innocent civilians, what, once they get on the road to try and travel south to where Israel's telling them to evacuate to, Hamas blocks the road. It's because they have those tunnels. Well, they have those tunnels. Right. They have infantry. They have foot soldiers. They have vehicles. And they will set up blockades to keep these people in the area so that they can unfortunately be put in the line of fire right right as human shield crossfire human yes. shields yes and then blame israel right and so i mean like the 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 hospital uh for instance that uh was supposedly hit, supposedly it was just hit. the parking lot well it, it was is that true so yeah oh. so that that situation the second the rocket misfired and landed into the parking lot of the hospital the quote-unquote ministry of health from gaza aka the ministry of health of hamas right says 500 people were killed and israel is the one that did it within minutes completely false completely false wow and the media all over the world yeah. ran with it. Oh yeah, they ate it up. I saw that. Ran yeah. with it. And then it. they re they re uh, what is it? Retracted it. Yeah, multiple multiple outlets had to retract, change yeah. headlines, all of that type of stuff. And during that time, Israel was still identifying bodies from the original October 7th attack. Right. And so when I was trying to tell people that I was having conversations with that were denying that um, the rocket misfired with from pa uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihadists, which is another group that's inside Gaza. Another one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Yeah. They, um, these people that I was having conversations with, I was telling them how can Hamas in a matter of minutes say 500 people were dead from an explosion while Israel is still counting the bodies right. and unable to identify some of the bodies because of how badly they were burned or tortured or maimed, they couldn't even identify some of the bodies to a certain point. Mm. How can Hamas right. do that in minutes when Israel is now weeks into this and still having trouble right. identifying? And their manpower, they didn't have enough manpower to do all that. You know, right. just to, and, wouldn't you, and wouldn't you think mm. if a hospital was hit and there were 500 bodies... The next day, you would have seen rescue crews taking people out of rubble, right. moving parts of cement to try to find... You would have seen civilian uh, footage on TikTok or something. Right. Yeah, there was none of that. The next day, all we saw was like 12 cars burnt out. Right. And yes, there were... I'm not diminishing the fact that there were people hurt of course. in this, and that is... Right, but not, not 500. O not okay. Right. But it's not okay because it came from Hamas yeah. and the Pesla... Palestinian Islamic Jihadists. Mm -hmm. It was a rocket that misfires. I told you that Hamas builds rockets out of water pipes. That's supposed These, to be feeding the Gaza right. Strip, right? These aren't high-tech like, yes, Hamas does have a lot of high-tech 
uh, artillery and explosives and all of that. But a lot of their stuff also isn't that high tech and it's handmade right. and homemade. Right. 30% of the rockets that have been shot from Gaza to Israel to try and hurt Israeli civilians, 30% of those rockets misfire and land in Gaza and hurt innocent Palestinians. So Hamas is just kind of just bombing their own now. Yes, 100%. Wow. 100% they are. And they don't care. They don't care because it is in the name of trying to exterminate the Jews. Right. It's their MO. Yes. That's the whole point. They don't care what gets in their way. They, They want to exterminate the Jews and will stop at nothing. Let me ask you, Eric Sklar. You know, as I said earlier, this is a this is a, a special edition uh, podcast episode of the Sketchomatic Show, and um, the reason I'm doing this is before I ask you this next question, I just want to put out there and clearly state if I didn't state it early on, is that I'm doing this because it deserves to be acknowledged, at least to me. I feel like it's important. It doesn't it doesn't directly affect me like it affects you, but it affects me because it's human beings getting obliterated. You know, and, and some Americans. But the point is, is that I feel like I can I'd be not only remiss, I'd feel like it would be disrespectful to you as my friend, Eric Sklar, if I didn't do this. And I'm not trying to get all these accolades or anything because not that many people listen to this podcast. But if I were to just skip over this episode and go to the next and just keep it about radio and I'd feel bad. You know, I'm not trying to just make my feel myself feel good. I'm trying to learn more about what's happening outside of news major news sources yeah which again i don't know which is real which is false there's so much content out there i figured let me just ask somebody who truly cares about this that you have family out there you work here with me i see you you know at least a few times a month and i just i really wanted to bring you in and give me a bird's eye view from your perspective of what is going down and so far you've really You've really educated me on, on quite a bit. And I, I again, I, I appreciate yeah, you man. wanting to have this conversation because a lot of people are shying away yeah. from having this kind of conversation. Well, it's, a tough, it's a tough subject. And and I, I personally, m- me, mm-hmm. I feel a duty yeah. to try and educate people about what's going on. Absolutely. That's why from I, a, yeah. from a first, like a firsthand perspective, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting like, yes, I mean, I work in news. I'm surrounded by it. I am getting a lot of information about what is happening from news sources, Mm -hmm. but I'm also getting it from firsthand knowledge on the ground in Israel. I have family there. I know probably 15 plus um, men and women that are serving right now on the front lines for Israel, trying to protect Israel and the Jewish people. And like I, I am talking to them as much as I can yeah. to to understand what's happening, to try and let people know here right. in America and in Los Angeles and in California and in the United States and all of that, what's actually happening over there because it can get so misconstrued yeah. Yeah. in the media and twisted and it's... It already has. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it has been that way for, for a long time. And so it's... I when you when you asked me to do this, I immediately, like you said, asked you, "Are you sure you want to right, do that?" Right. And then when you said yes, it's like, "All right, I got to do this." I I really I think put a lot of pressure on myself because I 
Really? I don't want to say something that's wrong or not accurate or not accurate. And it's like, there's, it it put, it put a lot of pressure on me, but it's like, I have to do this. Yeah. It's your duty. I feel the same. You said it right. The first, when you said it, I feel like it's my duty. I feel as a podcaster and fairly still new to the podcast game. I just felt like, man, this is the right thing to do just to at least have a conversation about it, to acknowledge it. And like we said, we're not, we're not putting um, or, or bashing Palestinians because there is a majority of Palestinians that don't agree with this war. Yeah. You do you agree with what Net- Netanyahu said to, that we you can't you guys yeah. can't lay out you can't roll over because it's going to be it's going to be era- you guys will be eradicated if you put your guns down. Yeah. Do, do, are you for this war continuing it, in defense of Israel? Yeah, it has to. Right. It has to continue until Hamas is dismantled and there is no more Hamas. Mm-hmm. I mean, Benjamin Netanyahu is a very, very controversial figure. Very controversial. This is the second time he's been prime minister of Israel. Yeah, He had a big corruption scandal the last time he was uh, prime minister, yeah. and that has carried over into his new term as prime minister. And there's a lot of stuff that I just don't understand in terms of Israeli politics and Israeli government because I don't live there. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak on a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of this war, this war is not only a war to try and protect the Jewish people. It's a war to protect the free world. Yeah. Hamas doesn't just hate Israel and the Jews. Iran doesn't just hate Israel and the Jews. They chant death to America as well. Mm. They like they wouldn't just stop at Israel and the Jews. They want what the Nazis want and they want to dominate the world with the way they think and the way they believe. By force. Yes. Damn. And they won't stop until they achieve their goal. And unfortunately, their goal is to exterminate not just the jews but really anybody that opposes them right that's what i think is so interesting to me Mm -hmm. when i see all of these feminists and lgbtq and a lot of these socially liberal causes that are supporting what is happening and what hamas is doing to israel because they believe that what they're doing will free Palestine from the liberation of Israel. Those same feminists, those same LGBTQ people, those same whatever would be the first ones killed by Hamas. Hamas does not believe in gay people. Hamas does not believe in trans people. Hamas does not believe in women's rights. It's mind boggling to me. Do you think it comes from that? ultra woke ideology yes right yes yeah but hamas is completely against the ultra woke white ideology they're they're not woke at all no not at all no even if you're palestinian if you're gay there it's it's illegal to be gay in the gaza strip wow they killed somebody in gaza a few years ago because he was gay is that remember? Is that the guy they threw off the building or some shit? Or was that even in? Uh, is that was that I'm, in Gaza? I, I'm not. I'm not. I read sh- a story that they they but, threw some homosexual men off rooftops. It wouldn't surprise me. Jesus. But yeah, so it's like, it's so so interesting to me that all of these people yeah. over the last three 
five, seven years that this social awakening yes. has the wokeness. Yeah, has yeah. happened. Yeah. That a lot of these people don't understand that Israel is fighting for their right yeah, to exist exactly. as well. Yeah. And a lot of people to take it back to the Nazis, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize because uh I mean the Jews are very vocal about the Holocaust because we have to be yeah. because we've been a target all this time. Yeah. But 11 million people total were killed by the Nazis. Yeah. 6 million were Jews and that's obviously the number a lot of people associate with the Holocaust. Yeah. I've heard 10 million, but it's 11. It's 11. Mm -hmm. 6 million were Jews and 5 million were other minorities, blacks, right. mentally handicapped, physically handicapped, yep. the gay gypsies i see what you're saying all all other right things that were not the aryan race were also targeted by the nazis yeah. and then the nazis also put out propaganda i remember reading uh, what book or what history channel i was watching or program i was watching at the time but I, I remember hearing that they would uh on loudspeakers tell black soldiers american soldiers why are you fighting for this white man that doesn't care about you yeah and it was almost like a trick because yeah. they're going to wipe wipe you out too. Yep. It's almost like they're getting trying to get them to defect psychological warfare. Right. And it's like there's no way you're a black Nazi. Never heard of it. Never. I'm, right. I don't know if that is, is is a thing, but it almost seems like they were trying to to bait them to become quote unquote like black Nazis, only to wipe them out. Yeah. Um. Eric, Eric Sklar, if you were given the opportunity to go over there and fight. Would you go? It's a rough question, I know, but I just felt because of Taylor Swift's security well, guard, she he went back to go fight for the IDF, right? So I, yeah, and I know I know plenty of Americans yeah. that. So uh, a lot of American Jews, they they have like a lone soldier program. Oh, really? Where Americans can go and fight in the IDF. Interesting. Trust me, I looked into it when I was younger. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Now I I I wouldn't. Right. But when I was late in college and yeah. trying to figure out what I wanted to do and before radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how old are you now, Eric? I'm 29. Okay. So you're still, if you did get that opportunity and they and you wanted to go, would you be able to go at 29? Yeah. Right. They'd take you. Cause there's like a reserve guys that are like 80 or something. Well, right? yeah. So yeah. you, you are, you are in the IDF reserves till you're about 55. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. And then, yeah. So I've posted a, uh, two, two, uh, elderly, uh, IDF reserves yeah. that they went back willingly. That's where I saw it. It was on yeah. your thing. Yeah. yeah. So they, they went back willingly. They weren't obviously called back, right. but they went back. Um, it was a man, he was, uh, 95 years old. He would have been one year yes. older. He would have been one year older than my grandpa would have been the, uh, today. And he fought in the original He's, world war two. Well, right. So he fought in 1948 uh, for Israel's war for independence. Take your time. Um, he fought in Israel's war for independence mm -hmm. in 1948, mm -hmm. and like I said, he would have been a he. He's a year older than my grandpa would have been. So it's wow. it's like, who knows if he actually crossed paths with my grandpa? I doubt he That's really crazy, did. Though. But it's like, but they lived at the same time, exactly, and they fought in the same war. Yeah. And then there was another elderly guy. He's probably in uh, his 80s now. He fought in the Yom Kippur War, and he came back, and they they basically came back to to rally morale yes for for the troops that had just got they're not actually back. out there no pulling the trigger no but right. but the fact that they felt the need yes the duty yes the, the duty. duty exactly the duty to go out and and 
share time yeah. with the soldiers that are active and, and reserves that are out yeah. on the front lines. It, it just says a lot about the spirit of Israelis and the spirit of Jews and, and what this means mm-hmm. to us because this is our homeland. And I've, I've said this, I've, I've never said this to you, but I've said this many times throughout my life um, when talking about Israel and being Jewish. America and the United States is the country I grew up in. It's where I was born and raised, and I definitely feel a, a sense of pride in being American. Absolutely. But Israel is my home. Yeah. Homeland. It, it, yeah, yeah. Israel's my homeland, and yeah. Israel is my home. And I, when I went there, I felt at home. Like, I've, I can't explain to you the feeling I felt while I was in Israel, the three weeks I was in Israel back in 2015. It, there's just a connection that a Jewish person has with that is cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I was in Jerusalem and I was at the Western wall, it was, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. What can you describe or try to put it into words or is it just just, a very, very spiritual experience? And is that where they put the notes in the wall? And did you put one in multiple? Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, But yeah, I mean, without Israel, Jews have nowhere else to go. Right. Just like uh, Jews without a homeland. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to get to that, though. The, the Jews that are fighting right now, I mean, there's some tough motherfuckers out there. There's no <laughs> Listen, doubt. Listen, I, I know? know that for a fact yeah. because... <laughs> yeah. And I know they have, like, Jewish mafia, too, don't they? Isn't that... Is that a real thing? Oh, yeah. There's Outside a, of all the war stuff, I'm, I'm talking... I'm kind of going on a little side <laughs> rabbit hole, but I've heard of... The Jewish mafia, yeah. It's the, a real thing, yeah. right? I and, mean, yeah, it's like the Italian mafia, yeah. the Russian mob, yeah. Have, I wonder if they've... You know, what they're feeling, it, you know, the ones know. that are there, not here in America, but the oh, ones yeah. that are there, the, if there is a Jewish mafia I- in Israel somewhere or some members of that, yeah. I wonder, like... They probably got called back in as reserves and they're on the front lines just like everybody else because, I mean, in Israel, you have, it's mandatory to serve in Right, in so the there IDF. is a draft, per se? Is it like a draft, like, yeah, like people get it's called, a, you have to go? No, it's mandatory. Interesting. So once once you turn 18, like people, people in Israel... Once you turn 18, it's uh, for males, I believe it's two years, eight months, uh, maybe three years total. And then for females, it's like two years, like maybe two years, four months, two they and a half females years. females fight in? Oh, yeah. Really? In oh, Israel? There was a unit. There was an all-female unit on the first day. Wow. October 7th that killed 100 Hamas terrorists. I didn't even hear about this. Yeah. I'll send you the article. That's crazy. Did yeah. you post about it? No, I okay. did. I didn't, but I, 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 I know I a lot of people did. That. Yeah. A, a lot of people did. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll send it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, you should probably, probably post that too, man. I, I feel like that's post-worthy. <laughs> no, it's it's, uh, it's funny. People, uh, John uh, Cobalt, oh, yes. he sent it to me and he was like, hey, Eric, maybe your wife's in here. <laughs> so I was like, hey, listen, that'd be nice. He's referring to Ch- John Cobalt from uh, the John and Ken show yeah. on KFI. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that guy's got a real dry sense of humor, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but hey, she could protect me. That's true. Um, in regards to, there's two more questions here I want to get to. The effect that it's had on you, your family, and other Jews in Los Angeles, and I'm asking you in a way of, of speaking on other Jews in L.A., specifically in L.A., since we're both Angelinos. We're exhausted. You're right? We're exhausted, Sketch. I'm physically and mentally drained Yeah. over the last three weeks. I mean... For good reason. I'm I'm literally defending my right to exist. Yeah. And that takes its toll on you. Yeah. When, right? I, when I see every day mm-hmm. on social media posts about 
killing Jews. The Jews don't have a right to exist. Unbelievable. Wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Hamas is doing the right thing. Resistance by any means necessary. Wow. Like Hamas is doing the right thing. Like that's insane. There are people there are people at these protests sketch holding up signs uh-huh. that have a trash can with a Jewish star on it saying keep the world clean. I don't get it, man. What if the Jewish what have the Jewish people done that's so bad that they people don't the Hamas and other haters don't want them to exist because I just don't get it, man. Like sketch, we're all here. Sketch Jews have been asking that yeah, question for thousands since the, since the dawn of time. Jews have been asking that question. We have been kicked out of every place we have ever been. Man. Ever. And you know what's and I I don't know if I I'll preface this with saying I don't necessarily know if I believe this fully. Okay. But there are some theories mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know if I want to slap the word conspiracy on it or not, but there are some theories out there mm-hmm. that Christopher Columbus in 1492 when he left Spain, 1492 was also the time of the Spanish Inquisition and the first um, one of the first times that Jews were kicked out of where they lived. All the Jews in Spain were kicked out mm-hmm. during this time during the Spanish Inquisition. Mm. A lot of people believe that Christopher Columbus was Jewish. And one of the reasons he left Spain and volunteered for that trip was to leave to save himself. Yeah, and I'm, that's interesting. Like I said, I, I yeah, well, it's not concrete. Yeah, it's, I don't know yeah, for a fact. Right. I don't know if I believe it. I have heard, heard it yeah. from multiple sources that I've talked to and researched and all of that type of stuff. That there are some theories that say that Christopher Columbus was Jewish, and the reason he left Spain in 1492 to explore the New World was because he was trying to save his own life. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, right. And it's almost a, a equivalent to the conspiracy, or not conspiracy. I don't want to. Just lightly throw that word, but the uh, rumors I've heard on on Hitler being half Jewish. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I, I've always heard that that right. there's someone down the line in his right. his familial and that he lineage was possibly that, even gay. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about any of that. I don't know about it either. It's but, just it's interesting because uh, it it does it, it would give someone incentive like Columbus to get out of there. Right. I, I don't know about incentive for for you know little crazy Adolf over there. <laughs> yeah, but. It just seems like it turns out to be that most of the time. It's the person you, that the, the people screaming, he's gay, he's gay, I don't like gays, all that stuff yeah. turns out to be the biggest flamer in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it just seems like that that kind of thing happens at more than we'd like to admit. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and you telling us about the Christopher Columbus theory very interesting, man. Yeah. So, I mean, people can do their own research on right. that. I, I don't know if I necessarily believe yeah. that, um, but it's something that has... It almost got the been, ball rolling. ...been talked about. Right? Yeah. But it it just reiterates the fact that everywhere throughout history, throughout time, Jews have not been welcomed wherever they were at. Right. And then once we get our own spot people are still not happy they with keep that. hating yeah and i mean like i said israel's the size of new jersey it's not yeah. like we were given right a huge it's not like piece you're of land. a continent yeah it's not like we were given a yeah. huge piece of land man um in regards to the tunnels eric sklar that you're you're speaking about yeah so hamas built these tunnels none of them expand into or under israel itself, oh of course right? they, they do, do. How, but, that's how that's how some of them got in 
how the hell did they build these things? Did they build them in secret? I mean, yeah. it's, do the Jewish folks? Oh, or I the mean, Jewish Israeli military? Israeli intelligence yeah. knows about yeah. them. Okay, they've. I mean, they've figured out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they started building them secretly and have been able to expand them. And it's very, it's very interesting. They're very similar to the tunnel networks that the cartel uses. Yeah, at the U.S. That's Mexico what I was border. Say, yeah, no, it's they're. Is that where they got the idea from, or something? It might have been. Wow. It, or it might have been the cartel getting the idea from them, but or, who knows? Yeah, yeah, and but, vice versa, right? But right. those those tunnel networks are very, very similar. And Israeli intelligence or the Jewish, you know, uh, resisting all that, all that uh, anger and hate and you know, fucking violence. Have they built anything similar to that or tunnels? Did, yeah. No. No. The, no. The Israel tries to to close off those tunnels or destroy them right cave them in yeah but the problem is and israel has to be very careful about this right because it's underneath these these tunnels are underneath civilians yeah damn dude yeah very sneaky very sneaky move by the yeah this i mean there this october 7th attack that started this war caught israel by surprise there are going to be people in Israeli intelligence and government that are probably going to lose their jobs because of it. Mm-hmm. And that's already been talked about, but it's like, we'll deal with that when this is over. Yeah. We need to focus on right, right now hand. and yeah, yeah, finish, yeah. This, finish this war. Yeah. But unfortunately, I don't see this war ending anytime soon. No. You think it's just going to go for like years? God, I hope not years, but Israel, uh, Israel, from everything I've heard and have seen, they're prepared for at least months because this, this is going to be a long operation. There is a lot of Hamas operatives Mm -hmm. that operate in the Gaza Strip and, but they're not a military, right? No, but this is just a terrorist group, right? Organization. No, but they, they operate like a military Uh, because, because they have backing and they they have have billionaire backing some of the. Some of the people that committed the atrocities that they committed on October 7th, mm-hmm. before October 7th, like two months before, flew to Iran and got trained by Iran's military. Mm. So it's like Iran has a, a stranglehold. And Iran is really the, the real issue. Hamas. They're like the mastermind? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Iran is the head of the snake. Mm. Hamas. Hezbollah, the Palestinian jihadists, ISIS, um, people in Syria, like terrorists in Syria, terrorists in Yemen, they are all Iran's foot soldiers, so Iran doesn't have to get their hands dirty. Ah, I've, I know that, I know that uh, way of thinking. Yeah. I've, I've heard that way of thinking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what I was going to ask you about, let me, just, let me just try to remember here, because I had something important about, oh. The reports about the IDF, Israeli Defense uh, Forces, forces, right? Apparently, Iran gave some pre-warning or something that they they knew about 15 days in advance. Is that accurate? I don't see. I don't know. I don't know what Israeli intelligence knew, but that's kind of what I was saying is Mm -hmm. there are people that clearly had missteps in doing their job. Mm -hmm in israeli intelligence and this attack went by and and came by surprise right so i mean they could have known and maybe not done anything about it it also begs the question do you think there's a possibility that they were bought off to not say anything 
Right. Yeah. Is that is that a possibility? You think? I mean, I I don't it's, think you can rule anything out. It's very in, dark. It's war, right. so I don't I I don't think you can rule anything out. It's almost like they were just paid to look the other way, not just just not do anything and just let them slide in. You know, yeah. I'm not saying that's accurate. Don't take it out of context. Anybody hearing that? I'm just saying, like you said, you can't rule anything out. There's plenty of that kind of shit in this country. Yeah. Getting people getting bought off left and right. Oh yeah, you know, no. and so that. Like I was saying, Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, mm -hmm. he had a whole corruption scandal mm. his first tenure as prime minister. And so that's kind of bleeding into his, his second tenure. And a lot of people disagree with uh, his politics. And Did you mention what the scandal was about? The first? I, I don't I don't know s mm. the specifics, but I know it had to do a lot with corruption and, mm. and bribes and, mm -hmm. and all of that type of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's rough, man. It is. Um, where, give me a second here because my brain's moving at a hundred miles an hour. Let me look at this real quick before we move on. Let's look at this together. What is it? I'm just, I just got CNN, CNN on oh, here okay. and I just want to see what their first, the, they just got rid of the, the ticker or the headline mm. that, sh that shows what they were going to talk yeah. about or what they are talking about. I just kind of want to see what's happening at this very moment on CNN, uh, and see, what you think about that? Yeah. So right now it's three twelve in the morning. Okay. So it says okay, Israel, it's, Hamas. Can you read that? Yeah. So uh, the headline says Israel says Hamas commander was quote hiding behind civilians before massive strike. This is the tragedy of war quote. So what happened today was Israel struck a Hamas commander and other Hamas operatives that were hiding in a tunnel. This tunnel was under one of the refugee camps in Gaza that Israel had told innocent Palestinian civilians to go to, to evacuate to, because they were operating in their area of Gaza. Unfortunately, like we've been talking about, Hamas hides behind innocent civilians. Right. Israel tries to mitigate and lessen the amount of civilian casualties as much as possible. Right. I said that they were, that Israel was quoted as saying, this is the tragedy of war. And unfortunately they are right. Right. Where there are civilian casualties. It's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And every civilian casualty, Israel does not take lightly. And I know but they're not trying to kill civilians. No, they get caught in the crossfire. Right. Mm -hmm. Because Hamas is hiding exactly. under them. Yeah. So, a lot of the international media today was saying Israel hits a refugee camp. Israel hits a I refugee camp. Yeah. Israel hit, strikes a refugee camp. Yeah. Israel comes out after the fact and says, yes, unfortunately this happened, but you have to understand this is war. Who we, yeah. who we were targeting right. in that refugee camp or under that refugee yes. camp. Yes. So it's, it's, it's a very, very sad, sad situation. It is. Because innocent people are losing their lives. And this, I'll take it back to the hospital situation where the rocket misfired and, and Hamas said that Israel killed 500 civilians and the media ran with it. Right. That was false. If that rocket didn't misfire and landed in it for, like, at its intended target, that would have killed innocent Israeli civilians. Where, where, where was it supposed to be? Going? Who knows? No, who knows? Who knows? Okay. But it was definitely going for Israelis. It was yeah. coming out of Gaza, shooting into Israel. There's video evidence. Mm. Al Jazeera was literally live 
like doing a live report and you could see it misfire yeah. and land. And it had nothing to do with that Iron Dome. Thing. No, Iron no. Dome is Israel's defense system. Right, right. Okay. I want to kind of get into a little bit of that sure, in yeah. a moment. Yeah. Um, but if that rocket hadn't misfired and landed on its intended target, it would have killed innocent Israeli civilians. Those same media outlets wouldn't have said a word. Damn. Those same people that are saying Israel bombed a hospital would not have said a word if it landed on its intended target, which was Israeli civilians. They were just reported on right. Israelis and being targeted and right. hit. And in this case, everyone is just saying Israel hit a refugee camp mm. and just ending there. Right. They're not saying why or what under what pretenses or, or what context Israel had to unfortunately make that strike decision. Right. Right. Yeah. And there, trust me, they, they are not taking any civilian casualty lightly. They don't want it to happen. So it's, it's, and it, it, it goes back to what I said about Israel being an apartheid state. Right. A lot of people think Palestinians and Arab Israelis are treated as second class citizens in Israel. Mm. They are treated the same. Mm. Yes, I will definitely admit and understand that there are individual circumstances and situations of racism and bigotry and all of that. Israel and the rest of the world is not unlike the United States when it comes to that type of stuff. Right. And like we I'll, just invented racism. Right. And I'll, I mean I'll I'll make the I'll make the comparison it's like there are individualized situations and circumstances of racism against black people. Mm -hmm. There are individualized circumstances and situations of racism and bigotry against Arab Israelis in Israel. I will not like I will not like doubt that that happens. Right. I I I'm sure that it does happen. But an overwhelming majority of Arab Israelis and Jewish Israelis live in peace. The same terrorists that were storming into Israel on October 7th, some that were hurt and not actually killed in action, the ones that were hurt were treated in the same hospitals as the Israeli victims by the same Israeli doctors. Palestinians. Yes. Right. So, man. Hamas, like Hamas commanders throughout the years. Mm-hmm have had family members who have had terminal illnesses mm. be treated in Israel by Israeli doctors. So there isn't this from, you know, all the propaganda or not even propaganda, but just all the news. It just it, it gives this underlying feeling from somebody like me who doesn't know like you do that Israelis, Jewish Israelis and Palestinians that are not Hamas, they get along. They're, I mean, they live in peace, yes, not, but they but, don't fully but, hate each other, do yes, they? Yes, they live in peace for the most part, but it's portrayed right. to the outside world as everybody hates each right, other. Right, right. And it's not accurate. No. That's not accurate. No. Like Quentin Tarantino said, it's peaceful. It's like L.A. Dude, you know, it's crazy. I've, uh, I myself, and I know a lot of people right now, that they would feel more safe in Israel yeah. than they would feel in Los Angeles or anywhere else in the world right now. Pre the whole Hamas. Pre right. and post. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Pre and post. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, the Iron Dome. Yeah. It's Israel's defense system. And it's, it, what is it exactly? Well, it's, it, 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 if it, I'm not mistaken, and it's from the United States. The U.S. Right. created it. Yeah. Israel um, basically 
gets the Iron Dome from the United States. Obviously, they don't get it for free. It's right. They, they pay, they have there's to some pay for it. Aid or something. Yeah, there's right. there's aid and all yeah. and all of that, and it it gets figured out in Congress, and we don't need to talk about. Is all the United that. United Nations involved with that? No. no? Okay. No. It's just an American and Israeli yeah. deal. Yeah. Right. Israel. America is Israel's largest ally. Right. So it, America will help Israel whenever it can, and so it. America had this technology, the Iron Dome, which is a rocket defense system where if a rocket gets shot, mm-hmm. an Iron Dome will shoot a rocket itself and the rocket will take out the rock, other rocket midair. Right. And I saw a lot of that on the news when it first jumped off. When the, the first couple of nights, first week, yeah. a lot of that reporting. Iron Dome has about a 90 to 95% accuracy. Wow. That's some American shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Iron Dome is very successful. Yeah. It protects Israeli lives every day. Thank God they have it. Thank yes. God. Yeah. No, if, if Israel did not have Iron Dome, Israel Ooh. would not exist. Man, this is a, this is a tough uh, conversation to have, man. You know what I mean? Because it's, a, it's a tough one, but it needs to happen. Absolutely. And I, I, wish a lot, I wish a lot more people would have it. I do too. And I hope that the people that are listening to this... And, I'll get some education from it. Yeah, you know? and and I really, uh, like I said, I, I I don't want to, I hope I'm not coming off as too one-sided or too extreme or no. or anything like that. It's, I, I'm, I'm very passionate about this because I have a lot of pride yes. in who I am and being Jewish and, and I mean, I'm, I'm a Jew first. I, I, it's, it's interesting and I'll tell you this story. I, a few weeks ago, not a few weeks ago, a few months ago, mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to interview my grandparents oh. about their life. And I wanted to just have it on the record for the family, just like family history type Absolutely. stuff. And this is, this is my mom's grandparents, okay. um, not, not my dad's side of the family. Um, and my dad's side of the family is actually the side that comes from Israel. Okay. Um, but I'm interviewing my mom's parents my grandparents and my grandpa is telling a story about my great grandma mm-hmm. his mother mm-hmm. who is the youngest of 12 mm-hmm. damn 12 yeah Jeez. <laughs> she was born in 1916 okay yeah so she was the youngest of 12 mm-hmm. she lived to be 100 her oldest brother the oldest child in the family when they came to america from russia he wanted to join like a young Masons group. I forget the actual uh, the Freemasons. Yeah, like it was like a young Masons group. Right. I forget the actual name of it. Okay. My, my grandpa said it in in the interview, um, but he wanted to join uh, a group like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll have you remember that this is the 1920s, right? About okay. Jews were not allowed in this club that my great uncle wanted to join. Hmm. Like, yeah, my great-great-uncle wanted to the, join. The, the Freemason. Yeah, thing. whatever. Right, right, Jews right. were not allowed in this group. Wow. They are now, though. I don't I don't know. I think Freemasons allow everybody in. Now. Yeah. But I, the group, specific group you're talking about, yeah. I'm not sure. We don't even know the act. I, for, I forget what right. the name is, but right. the moral of the story is this group did not allow Jews in. At that time. And right. clearly, my great-great-uncle is a Jew. Yeah. So he has to go have a conversation with my great-great-grandfather, my great-grandmother's father, his father about wanting to join this group, but mm-hmm. they don't allow Jews. Mm-hmm. My great-great-grandfather told him that 
if he told him told this group that he wasn't Jewish and and ended up joining that group he was no longer a son of his wow disowned yes mm. did he join yeah he said he wasn't Jewish yeah wow yeah and he got disowned by his dad yeah wow that's wild man yeah so it's like I I could never right ever say I was not a Jew and it's like when this first started in one of the first weeks there was pro-Palestinian people pro-Hamas people going around New York dressed as rabbis dressed as orthodox rabbis in the black coats the hats the wigs prayer shawls all of that mm -hmm. they were going around New York asking people if they were Jewish and if they said they were Jewish they would beat them up Wait, so let me get this straight. Who was dressing up as... Orthodox? The pro-Palestinian people. Faking that they were Jews. Yes. And then asking people if they so were they Jewish. Would, and, and they would just... So they would start up a conversation. Right. And as soon as they said they were Jewish, they would beat them up. It's like that shit from... Uh, I'm not trying to make light of this, but it reminds me of a scene from the movie Snatch at the very beginning. Benicio Del Toro and all those guys yep. dressed up like Orthodox Jews yep. going in to rob a diamond company. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's exactly what I mean, they were kind of obviously they weren't shooting motherfuckers but they were beating them up yeah so I mean yeah luckily they weren't shooting God anybody damn. but it's like if someone were to I you see me yeah I, I see I, I, get I wear I wear a Jewish star I'm a Gen David necklace yeah. it's a very every nice day. Jewish star by Thank the way you. Yeah. I, my sister got it for me in yeah. Israel is that sterling silver what kind of what is that uh, it's silver from Israel yeah. I don't know if it's sterling it's fucking dope man very <laughs> but clean. um yeah, I mean, this this star is my sister got it for me in Israel and then the chain I'm wearing that it's on is yeah. my grandpa's chain who fought in Israel's war for independence. Wow. So a um, lot of history right there yeah. around your neck, man. Um I wear it outside of my shirt. Everybody knows I'm Jewish. I'm I I, I have Am Yisrael Chai, which means Israel, like the, the people of Israel will live yeah. in my Instagram bio. Yeah. I like I, I make no bones about who I am. So if someone were to walk up to me on the street, a Dr random stranger dress like that? Uh, if someone were to any anybody right. would Dressed as a rabbi, not dressed as a rabbi. Right. If someone were to come up to me and ask if I'm Jewish, I'm saying yes. You're like, fuck yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... There's no shame in that. I mean, no. dude, some of the best comedians, Howard Stern, <laughs> I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah. So it's... It's like, why? Why would you want to wipe out these people that have brought us, the whole world, so much joy and creative know. shit over the many thousands of years... It's 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 just wild to me, and I feel like, and I don't want to get all you know tinfoil hat, but the only thing I feel like that could bring all this shit to an end with Ukraine, with fucking black versus white, black versus brown, such and such versus yellow, Israeli versus Hamas, is an alien invasion. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, bro. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's it's. Russia, Ukraine, right. Israel, Hamas, right. we're on the doorsteps of World War III. Absolutely. It feels like it's happening. It's no, just, it, the it, only thing that's going to really make it whole is a fucking nuclear bomb. Like when, when, when people, like when I've been talking to people that are, have been uneducated about what's going on, people ask me like, oh, do you think this is going to lead to World War III? And I tell them, yes, like flat out. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Russia and Ukraine was the first chapter. Yeah. Israel and Hamas is the next chapter. The next step after that is for the U.S. and Iran to get involved. Right. And then after that, 
China and North Korea. Right. China and North Korea aren't going to be on America and Israel side. Right. They'll be on Russia and Iran side. So I just don't get the fighting, man. What is it going to resolve? Like what for me, knowing that this is let me try to word this right. Um, for me personally, as from my perspective, I think to myself as I'm watching CNN, as I'm as I'm reading your posts and I'm reading about Ukraine, I'm just like what is it going to resolve? If anything, like whoever wins, it's just like, is it going to bring any specific resolution that is going to be that beneficial towards? It's like if hypothetically Hamas won and I don't want that to happen. But what is it going to? Is, they just get land back. They just get more space. You know what's what's the point? Uh, uh, their their point is to have that land and yeah. to not have Jews exist. Not there or anywhere. Not there or anywhere. It just makes me say, what did the Jews do to you? You know? They think that the Jews stole their land. Right. But And they just don't like them existing. Even if the Jews move to another land, let's say that happened, and it's not going to, but let's just say in some parallel universe, the Jews are like, fuck it, okay, we'll go over here. Then they're going to get kicked out of there. And then wherever exactly. they go, they can go to fucking Antarctica, and they'll get kicked out. The penguins would kick yeah, them out. It's, some, it's just, it's never ending. It's just never ending. And my question, I'm getting all worked up over here. Sorry. <laughs> no, hey. Yeah. Trust me, I've been worked up for yeah. three weeks, my friend. As you can tell, I'm I'm on your side. I got your back, man. You're my dude. And, I appreciate and I it. I want to see I want to see peace happen. But it brings me to my question is is of the solution. You know, and Yo, you don't said, ask me about yeah, a solution. You said sketch. you said earlier, like the only way it's gonna be a solution if Hamas lays down their guns. But I'm not just talking about a solution between this conflict, but just overall, is there a solution at all for just for Hamas to shut the fuck up, calm down, go smoke no, a bowl. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wish they would. Right. They need to smoke. Is weed legal over there? No. No, no, no. of course not. Nothing. No. Like alcohol? They can drink. They can yeah. drink. Well, I, I mean, I don't. Does Islam allow Does Islam allow drinking? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I would imagine not. Yeah. But, you know, it's just. Well, it's, I, I, isn't. You can't drink in Dubai. No. Or you can't. No, I don't think you can. But it's there's there's like zero crime in Dubai. They yeah, say. I, they, they, I don't know. Yeah, I but don't there's, know. There's a lot that's not legal there. Right. They they need to yeah. they need to take part in to, to calm them down. Yeah, I think weed would be Numero weed and uno. shrooms. I feel like if everybody took shrooms, I remember Joe Rogan said this. He goes, it wasn't him who said it, it was probably his guests. They were both just conversing and they were just deep into a a rabbit hole and they were like, they should make psilocybin day in this country. <laughs> Where everybody just microdoses on psilocybin on some shrooms, yeah. right? Just a little bit, not a whole eighth, and we're not trying to blast off into orbit, but just <laughs> everybody takes some psilocybin. But if everybody around the world took some psilocybin on on just one day, and we all microdose, I feel like a lot of shit would change. It a probably lot, would. right. It probably would, but and it's I'm, not going to happen. I no, know. but yeah. it's just. It's, and uh, I mean, just on a serious note, it's yes. just like I I don't know. The solution. The solution. Right. Because how do you talk to someone and try and figure out a solution that wants to wipe you off the face of the earth? And every time there's been peace negotiations between Israel and the Palestinians and Hamas, it's been broken by the other side. Right. And we've offered two state solutions. And I'm I'm saying we as in the Jewish people in Israel. We've offered two state solutions 
multiple times between 1948 and 2023, the Arabs don't want a two-state solution. In other words, you've given them too many chances. Well, right? exactly. It's we've we've given them plenty of chance. Not not too many chances. We've given them plenty of Enough chances. Chances, and right? they want one solution, and that's one state, and that's war. No, it's it's one state, and that's the Palestinian right. state, and for Israel not to exist. Right. Israel, literally, Israel is split into three. Mm. You have Israel, mm-hmm. you have Gaza, and then you have the West Bank, which is where Jerusalem is. Uh-huh. The West Bank and Gaza are Palestinian territories. Israel is Israel. Mm-hmm. Jews and Arabs can live in Israel. Only Palestinians can live in Gaza and only Palestinians can live in certain parts of the West Bank. There are certain small Jewish settlements in the West Bank, but for the most part, and it, and they literally like describe it as zone A, zone B, and zone C in Israel to where zone A is where Israelis and Jews can go mm-hmm. and really any is Israeli Arab or Jew. Mm-hmm. B is Gaza, where no Israeli is allowed, but Palestinians from Gaza can come into Israel and work and l- do all of that wow, stuff. Oh, man. And then C is the West Bank, where there are certain parts where Jews can live and certain parts where Palestinians can live. But not together. Not together. And the Palestinians are run by the Palestinian Authority, which is the government that Hamas overthrew in Gaza in 2007. They still have a, a control of the West Bank, and then Gaza is run by Hamas. So yeah, so going good. back, going more going back to the apartheid situation, mm-hmm. there are areas Jews can't go in Gaza. They can't go in Gaza at all, and then there are areas in the West Bank they they can't go. But Palestinians from those areas can come into Israel with permits and work. And provide for their families. So many restrictions, man. It's so binary. There are res- there are restrictions because of safety, right? There are there are there are two crossings in Gaza mm-hmm. where Palestinians can cross into Israel, and they have to go through like airport security, basically, because Israel has to vet these people coming into the country to make sure they aren't going to carry out a terrorist attack. Right. God, it's like everybody's walking on eggshells on top of eggshells. Yeah. Constantly. And it's just the way of life. It's like a totally different planet over there. It is normal. That's to normal over there. That's just normalcy. People, They're raised in people, that. People, I mean, like I said, my cousin last week mm-hmm. was on the playground in her apartment building right. with her daughter, mm-hmm. who's two years old. Mm-hmm. They heard a siren go off because a rocket was coming into their area and they had to s- literally stop what they were doing. And run into the shelter that is in their apartment building. And that Iron Dome doesn't protect that area that you it, were specifically it, referring no, to? No, it, it does. It does. But like I said, it has a 90 to 95% right. accuracy. Oh, 5% of the, the yeah. missiles go through. And that was one of them. And one of them, Jeez. unfortunately, did. And I mean, luckily, it landed, and I'll sh- I can show you the picture. Yeah. Um, it landed in like an open, sandy area. But right. I mean. Close enough. It was close enough for my cousin to take a picture of it. Fuck, dude. That's crazy. Let me see this shit. Hold on. I'm trying to yeah, find yeah. it. Take your time. Here it is. 
Oh, shit. So there's like two people looking yeah. at it and investigating right. what it is, and you can see the metal rocket that landed in the ground, and you can see yeah. the, the crater from like the explosion. It looks like it's made out of that water pipe shit you were describing. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like a real rocket. Yeah. It looks like homemade. Yeah. But man, what about... My question, too, uh, my other question is, Palestinian... Islamic jihadist? Well, um, well, I'm sorry. I wasn't going to go there. But oh, that, sorry. That makes me want to like... I saw the P, I, P, I, P and J. I was going to say people that... Is there people in Palestine that are also half Israeli? Like half Palestine, half Israeli. So it's like a Palestinian Jew. Do those exist? I'm sure they exist, yeah. I mean, how, how do they feel? Where it's I, like they're, they're basically I, I couldn't even worlds. I couldn't even imagine. Right? I could not even imagine. I mean, but I right. mean, like, like I said... Jews aren't allowed to live right. in Gaza. Right. Jews aren't allowed to live in a lot of the Arab world. So they're definitely not allowed to uh, all of the procreate with. I mean, each I'm, other. Sure, I'm sure it happens. Is Romeo that and, against the law for Palestinians no. to marry a Jewish Israeli? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say. I don't think it's against the law in Israel. It, it might be to to Palestine for Hamas. Oh, yeah, for Hamas. But yeah, Palestine. I don't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't right. know. I wonder, um, man. I just wonder because you know, there's plenty of half black, but, half white people. No, in I'm the sure world, it happens right? Romeo and Juliet style, right? Like the West Side Story, you know, mm. the whole two different families that don't get along, and right. Yeah, I'm but sure. I'm the, sure it happens. There's two of them that are in love, and they have a baby. And I'm just yeah. wondering. There, there has to be stories of that. I'm sure. I'm sure. And it's. I can't even imagine what they're going through. and what they're feeling like because you know half of the, you know half of them and their, their family is half on this side and half on that side. You can't split yourself in half and take sides at that in that position when you're yeah. half and half. Yeah. I, I just you know there's so many different questions about that. Um, I mean shit, Eric Sklar. This is a incredibly enlightening and, and very uh, you know, disturbing to hear about some of the facts that I didn't know. And I appreciate you for schooling me. I don't want to just totally cut you off. I mean, we've been going no. for about an hour and a half, man. I mean, this just kind of went by. I feel like yeah. I just learned quite a bit. And I, Go ahead. I want to, I want to apologize to the listeners because I know I've gone and jumped all over the place. No. And nothing's been chronological, and it this, never is on this podcast. No, it never is. Yeah. But with this specific situation, a lot of it has to be told chronologically to yeah. really understand. Yeah the full context and and I know I jumped around a lot and I threw a lot of different dates out there for, okay. for a lot of different people but I mean I just want to encourage people to to really do their due diligence and research and in, in, in chronological order and yes please in chronological <laughs> order and 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 just really truly try and figure out what's happening over there and and not really believe everything that you're you're seeing and on, hearing yeah. on, in the media because a lot of it does get twisted and misconstrued it's convoluted yeah yeah i feel you man and 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 go ahead like i mean this conversation we've said it a bunch like this conversation needs to happen and yes uh if anybody has other questions or wants me to try and expand on stuff i've said yeah do not hesitate to reach out to me yeah hit them with your ig at the duke of sports on instagram twitter at anywhere you can find me it's at the duke of sports at the duke of sports yeah that's d-u-k-e yes not to be confused with the sports dude no right no. jeff garcia yes shout yes. out to jeff Garcia. sometimes yes. i get a little well it's, get a little it's the like sport, the sports dude yeah, yeah. jeff garcia and yeah. then we got the dean fred rogan that's right and then i'm the duke 
But with the dean, it's the dean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it it kind of stands. But with the Duke of sports and then the sports dude, once in a while when I'm half asleep or I'm just waking up yep. and I'm scrolling, You'll mix us I'll, up. I'll go, oh, that's Jeff. And I'm like, <laughs> why is Jeff posting about Jewish stuff? Oh, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then vice versa. I'm all, oh, shit, I didn't know Eric met Kobe. Oh, shit, that's Jeff. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's so Damn, easy. I never got to meet Kobe. I know, me neither. I actually met him one time when he was still number eight with the oh. little fro, and he was still very young, and it was very, very brief. One of the main reasons I got into journalism. I know, journalism. You're, you're, aside from being a very proud Jewish American man, you are by far one of the biggest sports aficionados I've met that's younger than me, <laughs> and that knows vastly more about sports than I do. And Thank I appreciate you, you for... Coming through today, Eric Sklar, and yeah. I'm sorry we had to have this conversation under under sad circumstances, but like you said, it had to happen, and I'm I'm proud to have had you on this podcast, on this episode, this special edition episode, expanding and elaborating and answering all my questions. My I'm just a big dummy; I don't know anything, <laughs> you know. But I appreciate you schooling me and educating me, man. And and I hope that there is going to be some resolution soon. Uh, is there anything that we can do? Other than do our due diligence in chronological order and find out what the truth is outside of the, the major news outlets, is there anything we can do as Americans to try to support what the Israelis are going through? When you see anti-Semitism, call it out. When you, when you see anti-Semitic rhetoric, yeah. call it out. Yeah, say something. Because, like I said earlier... The Holocaust did not start with the gas chambers. Right. They weren't built out of thin air and Hitler just turned them on and all the Jews burned and, right. and the five other million um, minorities were wiped away. It started with the propaganda. It started with the rhetoric. It started with the teachings. Call out anti-Semitism when you see it. If you don't know what it looks like, Go to my Instagram. I've posted many, many examples of it. Call out anti-Semitism when you see it. Eric Sklar at the Duke of Sports on Instagram, X, all that stuff. The Duke of Sports. His name's Eric Sklar. This is the Sketchomatic Show podcast. Thank you, Eric Sklar. Thank you, Sketch. The Sketchomatic Show.